So the Eagles' fourth preseason game just concluded. Yes, their fourth preseason game did not happen, you know, in August. It happened at in January. Um, here in Week 18, uh, the Eagles tonight decided to do the smart thing. It was. It's a smart move. And, and this is going to, like, again, I Dallas played their starters into the fourth quarter. Do I think that was intelligent? I think that was absolutely idiotic. Uh, I I mean, I, the, the whole reasoning is they want momentum. They want to get right and all this. And I, I think about it, and I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know how get right you get when you're playing against our second and third string defenders. You know what I mean? Like, you're going into the playoffs, and guess what? Here's a spoiler. The talent of the players you're going to be playing in the playoffs is much greater than the second and third string defenders for the Eagles. So, yeah, you are going to score a lot. But, I mean, to me, that's like the equivalent of, you know, Alabama having to play, like, Missouri, a team that's not good. Like, you know what I mean? And then they're going to play, like, is a get-right situation. I just, I to me, I didn't make any sense. But hey, whatever, that's their call. I'm not worried. We're not concerned about them unless, you know, the three things that have to happen tomorrow happen, and the Eagles have to play them next week. We're going to talk about what the Eagles did. And again, I agreed 100 percent with uh, Nick Sirianni and the front office and the team's call here. Jalen Hurts didn't play. Sanders out. You know, Howard, Scott, Goddard, Stoll, Mylotta didn't play. Herbig didn't play. Dickerson, Johnson, Barnett, Cox, Hargrave, Sweat. Um, Maddox, uh, Slay, Nelson, um, Marcus Epps, um, uh, Steven Nelson, obviously, Anthony Harris, Roddy McLeod. You know what I mean? Like, these guys didn't play. Alex Singleton, TJ Edwards, you know what I mean? Like, go through the list of guys that didn't play. I mean, really, Jason Kelsey didn't play. Played one snap. You know what I mean? Devontae Smith really didn't play. He played... To break the rookie receiving record, which he got in the second quarter, and they got him out of the game. Was it a fun first half? Absolutely, it was. So you know, here let's go over the five reasons why the Eagles lost to the Cowboys, fifty-one to twenty-six. Okay, the fifth reason is, and again, this is more or less, you know, we're going to talk about the depth on the team. The Eagles linebacker play tonight was horrible, and Sean Bradley got hurt. So I mean, really, it was Jacoby Stevens, uh, Patrick Johnson, and. Jacoby Stevens, obviously, just he, he was lost in coverage a lot, too. They didn't play well. Again, I'm not sitting here expecting it. I mean, we, we thought our linebackers were poor with the starters. Now it's, the it's you know, our third and fourth string linebackers. It is what it is. The fourth reason why was our offensive line. I mean, we had no pass protection at all. They, they were pretty good run blocking. But, I mean, Brett Toth was the center. I didn't, I mean, like, again, I didn't even hear of that. I mean, I'm sure somebody had probably reported it that he was going to be the backup center. But Brett Toth was the backup center tonight, which is great for him because he was a tackle, a guard, and center. I mean, you have that position versatility. I mean, that's going to keep you on rosters in the NFL. But um, he was, he uh, took over for Jason Kelsey after his first snap, and then he got hurt. So Jack Anderson slid over to center, and pretty impressive for Jack Anderson to slide right over to center. And his first real serious game action of the season. And, and I thought he did pretty well, you know, with all things considering. And then 
Kawadi Awosaka took over at uh, right guard. But, I mean, the offense line for this game was Dillard. Uh, the left guard was Suo Peta. You had uh, Brett Toth, and then it was Jack Anderson and LaRaven Clark. And when Anderson slid over, Kawadi, uh, Kawadi Awosaka took over at right guard. Dillard got hurt, and Casey Tucker had to go in at left tackle. I mean, this is like, and again, that's another theme that came out of this game. We'll have injuries. We're going to talk about that, but they couldn't pass protect. LaRaven Clark, I, hey, I was a guy who thought LaRaven Clark would be somebody who could be a good swing tackle. He was he, he was not good tonight at right tackle, obviously. He, he struggled mightily. Um, again, though, you're playing the Dallas Cowboys starters. I, but in the same respect, if you're a guy who believes, like, you want to see some of these individuals, like, at least play well. Like, Andre Dillard held his own, obviously, while he was on the field. He played all right. He had a holding call that I thought was very ticky-tack. You know, I, I was very happy with a guy like Jack Anderson, um, but LaRaven Clark disappointed me because he was somebody I actually have high expectations for. Now, third reason why. Uh, well, <laughs> there's a, a myriad of things you could pick here. Uh, let's go with Aaron Sipas. He had a shank punt there at the end of the first half, 122 yards. He shanked another punt and got Tyree Jackson hurt. Aaron Sipas has not really been punting well since September, honestly. He has moments here and there, but, I mean, what he did tonight is so unacceptable. Like, it's concerning. Like, it's like the Eagles might want to bring a punter in this week just to look. You know what I mean? Because, like, I, I know they won't because – the one benefit Sipas has is that Jake Elliott has been fantastic kicking this year, so they're not going to want to bust up that connection. But, man, Aaron Sipas was a freaking problem tonight, and they better figure out a way to get him right quick because you can't be punting the ball 22 yards in the playoff games. I mean, that's just the facts. Can't do it. Now, the second reason why they lost, Eagles secondary. It was brutal. Their secondary was brutal. They keep bringing all these guys in. You know, you you, you get you got a guy like... Mac McLean brought in. I mean, I, he didn't play much, but Josiah Scott out there and whatever. But Kerry Vincent Jr., a guy he claimed from Denver who struggled. Uh, Ty Gowan, um, Zach McPherson. Now again, Zach didn't really have too many guys going or too many targets at him. They they really did go after Kerry Vincent, and there was a lot of communication issues. And Andre Shashere was in the secondary. Kayvon Wallace, their secondary was horrible. It was all time horrific. Which shows you how important it was to keep guys like Slay, Nelson, Maddox, Epps, uh, McLeod, Harris. Those guys have to stay healthy. So when you sit there and say, oh, was the risk worth it? They should have played. If Darius Slay got hurt in this game, do you see what was going in? You know what I mean? If Steven Nelson gets hurt, you see what's going in. Like Zach McPherson might be all right, but it's like that is they, they don't have much depth. In their secondary, so they were. We've been fortunate all year to keep our secondary healthy. The last thing you should do is in a meaningless game put those guys out there to have any risk of injury happen to them. Now, the number one reason why they lost because Mike McCarthy is a complete dummy. It is what it is. He played his starters. That's why we lost. I mean, the truth is, the Eagles lost this game because the Dallas Cowboys played their starters into the fourth quarter of this game. There's no questions otherwise. Like that. That's why they lost. Um, again, and that's Dallas's call. I mean, do I, would I, if I was a Cowboys fan, I'd be pretty pissed off because really you were potentially playing with fire. You were playing with some serious fire. If for instance, you know, somebody had you know, got or like if Prescott got his ankle rolled, something stupid like that happens. And you know, it's funny. Like the Eagles are the seventh seed. Yeah. But if the Rams win tomorrow, they still go to the six. 
So they did the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's the move. Like, there was no need to risk winning because even if they win, it really is all dependent on results of other games for where they were seeded. Now, Dallas right now is currently the four seed. They need Carolina to beat Tampa Bay, Seattle to beat Arizona, and San Francisco to beat Los Angeles, and they'll go up to the two seed. If that doesn't happen, if I think if Carolina, if San Francisco beats the Rams and Seattle then beats Arizona, they'll go to the three seed. Now, the benefits to get to two is because you'd host the second round as well. You'd have two home playoff games. That's what they need, though. And that's what they risked on the field. And, hey, they got looks like they got away with it. Nobody got hurt. Uh, but that's why the Eagles lost this game. Now, in regards to what happened in this game, because, you know what I mean, you got to look at a couple players. I mean, as nuts as it sounds, like, you actually did get a look at some guys here. And... There were some guys that really impressed me, like Jason Huntley. Jason Huntley should be on the active roster strictly for the sole purpose that he should be our kick returner. He showed more juice as a kick returner than anybody has shown in two years for the Eagles. Jason Huntley. And again, I remember when we signed him off Detroit's practice squad last year. The plan was, oh, he could be a kick and punt returner. Let's do that because this guy has some juice. He's one million times better at it than Jalen Rager. They're not even in the same ballpark. He's probably a better player than Jalen Rager, which is wild to say, because truthfully, I mean, really, when he, he had more juice out of the backfield because Jalen Rager got snaps in the backfield tonight. That was abysmal. But Jason Huntley, I thought, represented himself well. Like, that that was, again, remember, him and Kenny Gainwell had really good games tonight, and they both played behind this backup offensive line going against Dallas' starters. I thought those two guys were really, really good. But, I mean, again, I was impressed, obviously, very much so with Kenny Gainwell. But Jason Huntley really impressed me because he could provide something to this team that we don't have. And that's a very solid kick returner because I thought he was really good tonight kick returning the football. And I'd, ha I'd assume that he could probably be a pretty good punt returner too. There's a role for Jason Huntley on the Eagles. Now Tyree Jackson, who ends up getting hurt because Aaron Sipa uh, shanked a punt. Uh, Tyree scored his first touchdown tonight. You know, you could see the limitations in Tyree Jackson out there, too, as a receiver. He caught one in the open field there. He didn't really know what to do with his feet when he caught it. And, like, he almost pulled a Deshaun and ran backwards when he caught the football. But, hey, a couple catches for Tyree. I, I thought it was good exposure for him. The injury, obviously, is the the bummer here. It, it looks like non-contact injury. That's, the, you know, screams ACL. That's the case. It's just another bummer. Um, he's a project player, and it doesn't really help project players when they have to keep rehabbing. So uh, the future, his future with the team is obviously going to be in, in very much in jeopardy because an ACL is, you know, about a nine-month injury. And nine months is the whole preseason, and he needs the preseason. He needs the preseason big time. So fingers crossed it's not because, again, even if he's out for the playoffs, as long for next year, because Tyree Jackson is more for next year. It sucks because you were kind of hoping he'd be a weapon for potentially in the playoffs. You could use him here. Again, he is a quarterback, former quarterback. You know, we had Greg Ward throw a pass. He could have Tyree Jackson. They might have been saving something there. But, um, hey, scored a touchdown. And they called that Greg Ward play where they had him flip the ball to Richard Rodgers. That was a great, great play. It was just blown up because the Eagles offense line got pushed back and it hit Rodgers. But that was a great play. And it's like they the tackle eligible play with Lane Johnson in a meaningless moment. And now this one here, it's like, Guys, we got some good stuff here. Why are we throwing it away in, in moments that really don't matter? But let's let's go into 
the two guys that are going to be talked about the most in this game. And I talked a little bit about Jalen Rager. We're going to continue. Quez Watkins had a screen there at the end. He scored his first touchdown. But again, this was Jalen Rager's turn. You know what I mean? Like, Devontae was out after the second quarter. Jalen Rager played the whole game. Jalen Rager had no impact on the game. We could sit here all day and say, Jalen Rager's getting open. He's not getting the football. Right? Well, that was tonight was uh, Gardner Minshew, a quarterback. Jalen Rager didn't get the football. So this whole notion that Jalen Rager's just getting open all the time and he's just not getting the football, that's just simply not true. Jalen Rager just, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? He is what he is. He is not an all-level player. It's just, it, again, he, they tried to use him in a Debo Samuel role tonight. I thought that, okay, let's try that. They did it tonight. It didn't work. I, I don't see any juice from Jalen Rager. When he runs, he doesn't accelerate. That 40 was the fakest 40 that he ever ran, that 4-2, whatever, because his 4-4-7 is what he is. That's really what he is. And, and then, you know, his, his cohort there at wide receiver, obviously J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I mean, there is no rational explanation you could tell me that J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is on this roster. Like, he, he made the team over Travis Fulgham in the preseason because he made a nice catch against the Jets and scored a touchdown which to me was like the stupidest of stupid rationale you could ever, 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 ever come up with because it made no damn sense even at the time. Because like you kept sitting there going, because he had a great play in a meaningless preseason game? Well, tonight he had a drop touchdown. Like literally, it was a perfect throw from Minshew. It, he didn't even get his hands on the ball. And, and again, it reminded me of the Detroit game years and years ago where Wentz threw him the bomb. And it went right through his hands and hit him in the helmet. This one, the same thing. Right through his hands, hit him in the stomach. Can't track the football. Anything 20 yards down the field to that guy where he has to make an adjustment and it's kind of a 50-50 ball, he, he gets himself in a position to catch it. He gets himself in a perfect position to catch it. Like, he separates properly. Like, they didn't even call the penalty on him for pass interference because it really wasn't. But he separates the right way, and then he just can't get his hands on the ball. This is Howie, though. This is It's things like that. So Rager, and again, I get it. You're going to miss draft picks. It happens. I understand that. This isn't even really just a bashing so much of Howie Roseman because he picked Ortega Whiteside and he picked Rager. It's the point is that Ortega Whiteside is still on this team, and it's like there is no way you could tell me that guys on that practice squad, like a Keyshawn Johnson, any of them, they, they can't serve more of a purpose. Jason Huntley sure as hell serves more of a purpose than J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Oh, well, you need five receivers. Well, he's not a receiver. You know what I mean? He, he he serves no purpose out there for us. We run three tight ends way more than we would ever run, you know, four receiver sets anyway. He's, it's just lost. It's lost. You know, it, this is a bummer in, in regards to, like, you wanted to see somebody from the receiving core step up that wasn't named Devontae Smith tonight or Quez Watkins because those are the only two guys who flashed all season at wide receiver. Obviously, Devontae, but Quez, Quez flashed a lot. I mean, he had the one drop there against Denver, whatever. It is what it is. Like, that was his one big mistake all year. But, I mean, you were hoping tonight you'd see something from Jalen Rager or something from J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. They were going to have ample opportunities, and they did, and they both fell on their face. Like, the... I don't know how many more chances you could sit there and rationally try to give Jalen Rager and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Like that, that's going to be a major, major part 
of the Eagles for next season is figuring out how to complement Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins. You got two guys there. Greg Ward, to me, is still on this team, absolutely, because he's a sure-handed guy. I know he's had a couple drops this year, but recently in this last month, he's picked his play right back up. So there's three. We got to find some other guys here. That's why I keep telling people this pick in the first round, you got three of them. And if you're going to keep all three, which again, I, I highly doubt the Eagles are going to keep all three. They'll either trade up or they'll trade out to next year. I just know how, how they operate. Um, but I mean, really, if they were going to keep all three, like especially there, you're going to be picking from 12 to, you know, obviously potentially 32. But right, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, the, the Dolphins pick could be 16 or anywhere between 10 and 16. So, regardless, you're going to have three per first round picks there. Like, you're going to have an opportunity to pick one of these wide receivers. Like, obviously, the kid Williams from Alabama would be the guy I'd want. And I know you keep saying, oh, Alabama. Yeah. You can't go wrong picking Alabama players. Clearly. Look at Dickerson. Look at Smith, right? Worked out pretty well for the Eagles this year. I have no problem picking up another one. The Ridley thing. I get it. Yeah, the, the, the trip. But they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to address that outside receiver spot. Or just not even outsider because like Quez and Devontae, they move all over. Like Sirianni said, his offense isn't defined. You're not an X, you're not a Y, you're not a Z. You're going to rotate. But they need another guy here. Absolutely. You got to have somebody else because like Quez being in the middle, Devontae being outside. And again, I know you could flip them here and there, but that's what works best. It helped Nelson Aguilar and it helped Alshon Jeffrey that Torrey Smith was capable as the other wide receiver. That's why our offense worked that year. Was Torrey Smith going to go for a thousand yards? Of course not. But Torrey Smith was a capable receiver who can make plays. We don't have that besides, you know, Quez. And, and that's why, like, Quez, who's the Nelson Aguilar, right? And Devontae, who's, I, I get it, he's not Elshon, but he's our number one guy. Like, you know what I mean? I, they're not similar in body size or anything like that. But they're both the number ones. There's nothing to take any pressure from Devontae or Quez because J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and Jalen Rager playing that other spot are just useless. That's just what it's become. But enough about this game because there's not anything to talk about with it. You know what I mean? Like, Gardner Minshew didn't get hurt. Gardner Minshew represented himself well. Uh, of course, he made a couple mistakes, yes. But, I mean, he was... I wasn't sitting here going, man, Minshew's going to like this. He's playing with a second-string offensive line. They were going to get beat a bunch. He was not playing with the, the Dallas Goddard didn't play, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, you, you have to look at, De, uh, Devontae was out quick. I thought he represented himself well. I would have liked to seen him come out of the game after halftime. I wouldn't have played him in the second half. I would Because, again, just because if something happens to Hurts, I mean, you, you don't want to have Minshew get hurt, and it's now Reed Sinet who's never played. But that's it. Game is over. You know what I mean? Those are our thoughts from what was a preseason game. And, and here's the thing. You'll hear the story next week if the Eagles come out slow. Oh my gosh, it's because they rested their players. It's like we started slow for a month. Resting the players is a good reset. And anything they do in this, it doesn't like... That whole notion, it's just so superstitious and dumb. It's like, do you understand, like, if you play a really, really good for, let's just say Jalen Hurts, they go out there, they score instantly. That holds nothing in regards to what happens next week. Like, just think about this. It happened earlier this year. Let's go game one to game two. Do you see how good the offense looked in game one against the Falcons? We moved the ball the whole game. 
Start it right out of the gates. Boom, touchdown. Perfect first drive. What happened in San Francisco? For three quarters, they were stalled. You know, like, they have the big game against uh, Kansas City in offense. They can't score against Carolina. It's that, like, it, that's what it is. So this whole notion that if they had a really good first half here and the starter, it would have rolled over to the next, that makes no sense whatsoever. If these guys are dedicated and practicing the right way, them not playing means nothing. You know what the goal is, by the way, in the NFL? Is that you don't have to play a playoff game in round one to get a bye. Why, why is the bye advantageous? Well, one, it's because you don't have to play a playoff game and risk losing. And two, it's because you get rest for these guys who had a, a strenuous season. So the Eagles were able to, guess what? They weren't going to be the number one seed, but they were able to get a rest here in January to prepare for the playoffs. By the, the fortunate um, positioning they were with their, or with their position in the playoffs. They were able to take advantage of a bye week. I'm excited. It's like I said, it's looking more and more like it's going to be the Bucks, could be the Rams. Hey, could be the Cowboys now that they won. I mean, they, they their their million dollar scenario is still in play, I guess. We'll know tomorrow. The interesting thing is with the game. Now, when's the game going to be, right? Um this is something like I was looking at it, I'm thinking, "All right, you know what I mean? They they're, they're going to want to put if we're playing, let's just say we're playing the Buccaneers. I don't envision that ESPN would get a Tom Brady Monday night game. That's how they do this. It's a business. Fox isn't the primetime, like the 430 game on Sunday. I believe NBC is a lock for the Sunday night game. So with that, Fox is going to get the 1 o'clock game. That's an NFC game, right? Because I'm assuming... They're going to do it like they do. Is Again, I'm 99.9% sure on this. Fox will get the NFC games. CBS gets the AFC games. And ESPN and NBC can get a, a hodgepodge. My guess would be then, if it's the 1 o'clock game on Sunday, you have to rule out that the Rams or the Cardinals, whoever hosts that, whoever wins that division, they're not going to play that game because they're on the West Coast. So to me, that means that game becomes a prime candidate for the Monday night game, the West Coast game, or the 4 o'clock game on Saturday because I believe the Saturday night game is going to be the Cowboys game. I just know how Fox goes. They're going to want the Cowboys, so they're going to have the opportunity, I believe then, to have the primetime Saturday night game if Dallas is scheduled there, which... More than likely they will be, unless Dallas goes to NBC. But I can't envision Fox would want to lose Dallas. So let's just say Dallas gets the Sunday night game. So in this scenario, it's Dallas and Arizona. So they're the Saturday night 8-15 game. I would bet Cincinnati and Indianapolis are the one or the 4 o'clock game. Then the 1 o'clock game on Sunday has to be an NFC game because it's Fox. So your your choices then become, well, the Rams and the 49ers, and it's not going to be them. In that scenario, it's the Eagles and the Buccaneers. It has to be because there's the, the, 
see, this is what I'm saying. Like, so th- there is a shot, I guess, Sunday at one o'clock. Because then at four thirty, I would bet it would be Kansas City and the Chargers if they win. That would be my guess with CBS picks for their prime time game. Buffalo, that leaves Buffalo and New England if they end up playing each other, and the Rams and the 49ers, or the Rams and the Saints. Wouldn't it be the Rams and Saints? Because if uh, oh, it would be the Rams and the Saints. If the Rams win, they'd be the two, because they'd have to win to be the two. So if they win, it would be them and the Saints. If the Saints win. I guess the Eagles could be there. Yeah, it could be the Eagles and the Rams. So then they would have a shot at being the Monday night game. If they play the Buccaneers, I don't believe they're going to be the Monday night game. If they play the Rams, I think there's a very high possibility they could be the Monday night game. They're either going to be the Monday night game or the 4 o'clock game. Because if they're the West Coast, that's just how it goes. They could technically be the Sunday night game as well, but I believe that's going to end up being an AFC game. All things to consider, but again, we're going to have this answer tomorrow. Ideally, for the Eagles, we'd want to have the Saturday game because we played Saturday night tonight, rested all of our guys anyway. You'd want to get a team on a short week. If it, Hey, it's advantageous in a way. Take nothing from this game. It was absolutely meaningless, um, except for the fact that you learned that Jason Huntley should be the kick returner. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside should never play football again. And Jalen Rager is quickly trying to become J.J. Ortega-Whiteside 2.0 and get himself out of town as well. That's all you learned. And oh yeah, our backup offense line is not as good as our starting offense line. Our backup linebackers are not as nearly as good as our starting linebackers. And our backup secondary is one million times worse than our starting secondary. Things you should already know. Playoff game next week. I'm amped. Can't wait. My guess is it's Sunday against the Buccaneers. It looks like at 1 o'clock. I mean, that's... But again, these things could all change. Who knows? Um... The NFL screwy. They put a preseason game, essentially. They know the Eagles weren't going to be playing for anything, and they put it on primetime here. So stay safe. Stay healthy. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we go, I didn't do freaking Geek of the Week because of uh, preseason. Freak of the Week? Yeah, I'm going to give it to Jason Huntley and Kenneth Gainwell. Two guys that showed you something tonight. Quez Watkins as well. Put him on there. Geek of the Week? J.J. Arthur-Whiteside. Absolutely, 100%. Him and Mike McCarthy. They're the Geeks of the Week. Stay so, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go.